We are in Champions League, man. That was my Dilly din, dilly dong, come on. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. This is the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast with Gary Kearney. Hello, welcome to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. My name is Gary Kernin. So I haven't done many Ask Gary's in a while. I've got a couple of them that coaches have reached out either on Twitter uh, or an email that have sent me a message with a question or two and then I've, I've asked them to send, send an audio uh, and I would cover it in podcasts. So I've got a couple of them that are backed up uh, that I'm going to try and get through in the next couple of weeks. So this one here is from Andrew and here he is. Hi, Gary. My name is Andrew Gagliardo, and I coach varsity girls soccer uh, at a high school in New Jersey. I'm looking to see if you have any suggestions or practical tips for uh, daily culture-building exercises. Uh, my team is looking to be pretty good this year, and I'd like the chemistry to be as high as possible for the girls. So I'm just looking for some uh, daily uh, practical tips from you as to how I can do a good job building their chemistry, uh, both on and off the field. Thank you. Thanks, Andrew, for the message. The old culture question so always comes in. It's important. It's not just the pro level, the college level. Uh, he's completely right. It's important at high school, club, youth level. Uh, culture is, is a big, big thing in, in every organization. So getting that piece right, I completely agree with you. Get that piece right and you've got a better chance of achieving your goal on the field. Chemistry, team spirit, all that good stuff. Okay, so first up, I think... It's important to understand that there is not one team activity or the same way there's not one drill or exercise that will lead you to success quicker than anybody else. It's all related to what you want to do, what your environment is. It's, context is so important. So my first bit of advice would be don't go on YouTube and, and search Barcelona fun team build and warm up or US Women's National Team fun team warm-up because what they do does not necessarily transfer to what you do you know it, it's it's understanding your environment and understanding who you are some of your players might want it to be really really serious so if you come in every day and play a game of tag they might you know they might not like that at the same way some players might want more of a social side of it and coming in every day and it's serious and you're talking about culture and, and growth and all. They, they might want a little bit of a break. So first of all, understanding where you're at and what you want to do throughout this whole process, I think, is important. So there's not one answer. So what I'll do is I'll give you 10. I've done 10, uh, I suppose, suggestions that I would look at closely when you're developing a culture. I believe that if you take care of these 10 things, Knowing what I know with your question and where you want to go, I think you've got a good chance of being successful and getting that culture piece right. So number one, first up, is you've got to create the vision. You've got to create, and it's not just, hey, we're going to win or, or we're going to do this here. You've got to find out what they want out of it because they're the ones that are going to be you know, playing. They're the ones that are going to be committing themselves to it. So you've got to create a co-ownership model. You've got to find out what they want. And, and when you do that, then you can hold them accountable to it. You can always revisit it if you find tough times or if you have a loss or two. And they're more likely to 
commit to something that they've created themselves or that they've helped form themselves and it's not just you wanting to win because as a coach when we talk about culture the, the biggest disconnect in my experience has been that the coaches want something different from the players we don't all want to win and I think that's a big big misconception people want to win because they think that the coaches want to hear that there but reality their their goals might com- be completely different and it changes it also changes a team might be successful one year and might it maybe just go off the boil so motivations change priorities change and, and therefore commitment levels change so the first thing is is to spend time creating the vision creating the the depth of that vision that was something from my experience um again i i feel like I, I bring in Donna Fisher to this every week with my podcast. Um, but in bringing Donna in, that was the most, that was the, the thing that accelerated our culture the most was that she came in and, and got to the way. And I always took the way for granted because, again, I thought that if I wanted to win, they wanted to win, everyone wanted to win. But people just define it differently and go about it differently. And, and it is a painful process. And I think if you can embrace that there and and almost get get into the you know go a little bit deeper with who wants what and have those arguments and have those conversations you know you you almost grow as a team emotionally uh, so that's that's a key key starting point point for me um number 2 is that then after you develop the why you've got to have a leadership in place in order to drive that every day and if if, if you're the coach driving that every day uh, you have a certain responsibility as a head coach or the only coach, but you shouldn't be the motivator every day. That has to get, that has to come from the players because, again, they're the ones who have said what they wanted. So, again, don't, you know, you might have to revisit this once a week, right? What did we say we want? Uh, but if you have some people in place that that almost are coaches on the field, then you have a great chance of, of whenever, again, that, you hit a little rut, then you can get that back on track very, very quickly. So develop leadership that you might be fortunate. You might have, you know, natural leaders and vocal leaders. You might have competitive people. You might have great players who want to drive it forward or you might not. And if you don't, uh, I was telling someone this on Twitter today. uh, If you don't, then it's, it's worth, it's worth the work in developing those leadership. It is a painful process today uh, because leaders aren't as natural because I think confrontation is is not there in, in practices, in games, in schools, in life. Uh, we're now in a, in a digital age, so maybe it's th- the things are dealt with differently. So you have to you have to create that leadership and, and that is done with following up, that is done with meetings, that is done with conversations, that is done with growth. And as a coach, like I said, it's a lot of work, but it's well, well worth it. So Develop the leadership that's going to fight for your culture with you every day, not for you every day. Um, number three for me would be getting the balance right of comfort and discomfort. So, you know, we talk about it's easy that, you know, I tweet a lot about, you know, making things uncomfortable for players, stepping outside your comfort zone. And, and I think like that everyone can relate to that there because that's how you grow and we're all we're all trying to get better. Coaches are trying to get better. Players are trying to get better. And everyone appreciates that in order for us to get better, we've got to be uncomfortable. and We've got to push ourselves every day. But I think something that's almost misinterpreted or underrated in cultures is that people have to be comfortable in themselves. They have to be comfortable in their voice. They have to be comfortable being who they are. 
and and that that's the balance between yeah that 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 there's there might be discomfort on the field but there has to be comfort off it uh, and in, and if you want people to embrace a culture and go the extra yard for it then they have to feel valued and they have to feel like they can be themselves that if they come in and have a bad day that's not going to hold them back or someone is going to attack them for that there because again we're not creating perfect people we're trying to create winning soccer teams and and people do have bad days coaches as well so have someone uh, who can maybe help you with that there and see that and, and maybe help you balance balance it out but i think that 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 comfort and, and discomfort is is a daily daily battle that the coaches are always fighting and i think that if you're aware of it you've got a better chance of taking care of it number four for me would be the identity so we know that what you want on the field what the team is going to be about that was your that was your kind of creating the vision but what's your identity what's your self-image who are you uh, as a team and for some again we, we almost click cling to generalizations we are hard working we are a family we are together and to me if you want to make the culture something special then you've got to go beyond that you've got to be an identity that is something that people are going to be proud of. You know, are they going to are they going to wear a badge that they're going to fight for? Are they going to put something on their school bag? Are they going to put something on their shirt? Are they going to put something on their social media? Are they going to do something that that they feel that this is valued, or is it just a cliche? Because we do throw those cliches out quite a lot, and and I think every year, you know, especially at high school, you've got to think that those kids have been around soccer for five six years. So they've probably heard a lot of the team cheers. They've probably heard a lot of the we are this, we are that. So it's up to you to create something, that they identity that, that they can gravitate towards, that they can embrace and that they are going to commit to every single day because that's what culture is. It's, it's behaviours that are driven every single day. Number five would be how to make a difference. Again, go back to my point there about every player having a little bit of experience in this here once they get to high school you know they're they're a little bit wiser about what they've experienced before so can you differentiate your environment from the one that they've experienced before and then can you also differentiate your environment from your rivals because if they find that it's different and if they find that they're doing something that other teams aren't whether it's going the extra yard whether it's connecting with each other on a deeper level whether it's doing better training then you're going to give them an edge and they're going to want to come out every day because they believe in it. So what is it about your culture that makes you different? Not something that it's, yeah, we have pink uniforms or they have blue uniforms or, you know, our, our facilities are amazing. No, what about your work? What about, the, you know, put some meat on the bone there. What about your program that makes it different? And it, and it might be staff, it might be a type of training, it might be the way you work. But I think getting that edge is very, very important for, for building a culture and getting belief in it. Number six would be clarity in the game plan and clarity and in, in again, everything you do. You know, can you be clear about coming back to the vision, coming back to the identity? Can you be clear about your coaching? Can you be clear about your team selection? Because confusion always creates frustration and that holds com cultures and teams back so make sure there's there's no confusion make sure you have open relationships with your players where they can bring concerns or areas that they're not happy about make sure you have someone facilitating 
differences in opinion and make sure that all the time that it's it's always crystal clear where we're going it's always crystal clear who's doing what and and it can change and there's no problem you know it's not clarity as in you always have to play 4-4-2 but there also has to be clarity and every day everyone knows what they're doing so sometimes that is it, that's clouded around the culture um, and what I mean by that is sometimes coaches can be really really clear on the game field but then they're not very clear off the game field and 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 that can annoy players and that can disrupt team culture, team chemistry. You know, naming the team two minutes before we start because we all want to get everyone on edge. Maybe that doesn't work for the team. So I would question everything around that and and remove the noise and be as crystal clear with your communication and with your lines of communication across the team as you can be. Number seven would be the work, the quality of the work. Again, you know, you talk about winning championships and you talk about having a great group of players there. So I would say that your work as a coach has to be spot on and that's your preparation and that's your detail and that's your variation in training and that's how specific your training exercises are to what you want to do. That's how clear your tactical model is. Everything about your game plan, if you want those players to push to a championship, then as a coach, you are not exempt from the same standards of preparation, of intensity, of focus, of energy, of enthusiasm. And you should tick those boxes every day. Number eight would be the fun, the fun aspect of it and making sure that everyone enjoys it and making sure that everyone can come in and smile. And that's not, again, timing almost with that because, you know, I've I've had a team, probably I've, I've stayed away with a little bit of fun because... I wanted my cultures to be very, very serious. I wanted them to be about growth. And I did find that one year I did, I think it was go-karts I did with a team one year. Um, and we had the worst season ever. And I found that that there was, you know, it wasn't because we went go-karting. It was because we probably did it at the wrong time. I did it like on the second day of pre-season. Uh, I was a young coach and I thought, you know, starting it off with people getting to know each other was the right way. And you know, with hindsight and experience, I wouldn't do that again. So I would say fun has a absolutely has a place in any environment. I think people coming in every day and having in laughter and being enjoy and being around each other is so, so important. But I think the timing is really, really important there. And I think the balance is really important there. So the timing is, you know, if you, if you do it after you lose five games in a row and then we're going to say we're going to go, you know, play paintball, maybe it's not the time to do that or if you say that we're going to go and play paintball Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh, maybe that's not the, the move either so you know, think about the right moments for it and you've got a better chance of, of, um, of becoming successful with it number nine is consistency so and I think this is important because you said Andrew that you wanted to be successful and you think you have a really good team so you know, I would always plan for the worst as well and I would get yourself ready for what if you lose a couple of games or what if it doesn't go right halfway through it. And you want to make sure that you're consistent throughout and I go back to that clarity where if you know if you if if you let that drop and if you're you know if you get annoyed and maybe you lose a week of training or maybe it takes you three weeks to recover, then you've become inconsistent and you want to make sure those players are consistent every day. So make sure that you have a plan in place that if you lose a game, the training doesn't change or that the work doesn't change or if they you you know if you don't feel that they work hard enough, you don't have them running laps of the field for the next four weeks, 
you know, that you're clear in your communication, but you're also believe in what you do and that there is consistent every day. I believe in this training methods throughout the whole year. I believe in the way we're going to play. And I believe in it so much that if we lose a game, then it do, I still, still stick with it. And I think that's important. And again, sometimes as coaches, we, we look at culture as fixing the wrong problem. Sometimes it's a tactical problem. Sometimes we just have a bad day. It's not a culture problem. Sometimes we lose two or three games because a player is out injured. That's not a culture problem. So make sure that, that you're not you know looking at everything as culture hinges on winning or losing. And then the last one for me would be intuition. Uh, I've just done a couple of podcasts. They're not out yet with a couple of players who have played with some big name managers. And they talked about how the managers came in every day and almost the art of coaching, how they decided that maybe the team was feeling a little bit low or maybe the team was feeling a little bit high and they added something a little bit different to that environment. And I think that's something that I kind of prodded at those player coaches that was that something that can be taught and it's the awareness piece is so so important so always be in the lookout for what signals your players are giving you and and maybe you can come in something and, and you have a session lined up and you do something completely different and it doesn't have to be a fun activity it can just be maybe it's revisiting the team goals or maybe it's just sitting around and talking and maybe it's reconnecting with your players but I feel that you know, again, we, we talk about success as standing on a sideline, giving them directions and the players f- fulfilling those directions. And in reality, that's just Jose Mourinho or Pep Guardiola, what it looks like on a Saturday afternoon, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, where we don't see, it looks completely different. So that intuition is important. And that's the study of your team. And that's the study of people. And that's the study of, again, staff. See that if maybe one or two people are down this week, that maybe you might need to change it up. Always, always look upon yourself as studying people. So when you take a step back, maybe that goes back to your leadership. You know, maybe the odd day you give them the warm-up to do and you take a step back and you just look at people and maybe you look at people at the end of the roster. You know, are are they included in what you're doing? Are they getting attention? Are they getting enjoyment out of this whole process? And and if they aren't, then maybe you need to tweak a little a little things to do that there. And that's where I think great coaches set themselves apart because they're always, always, always on the lookout. If they if they lose, if they win, whatever it is, they always are on the lookout for uh players that are doing well, players' body language, players' emotions. They can they can just read players quicker than other people. So those were ten things. I will try and post them online as well, just a little uh a little checklist for you. But hopefully that works, Andrew. Maybe we'll follow up with a phone conversation halfway through the season and let me know how you're getting on with those or where you are with those and it's not bulletproof. So uh I don't want you coming on and blaming me uh, if it doesn't work, but I would love to to follow up with you on a conversation about you know what worked and what didn't work, or maybe I did something different there, or did something different with a player there, or, or these groups of players did that, or every Friday night we go for pizza and that worked. Whatever it is, I'm always on the lookout for ways to improve teams and what works for certain people and what works for certain coaches. So thanks so much for your question. Uh, if any other coaches want to reach out and have any questions about or, or any talking points or things that they want to discuss, please feel free to reach out. Email is gary at modernsoccercoach.com. Twitter is at Gary Kernin. 
I'm now on Instagram as well, at Gary Kernin, and then Coach Kernin on Facebook. So a few things that you can reach out and, uh, and I always, always, always enjoy the conversation with coaches. So thanks so much for listening. And uh, please, please, please continue to help us spread the word of the podcast, but always appreciate the support. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. For more coaching topics, sessions, and resources, head on over to Coach Kerneen on Facebook or visit the website at www.modernsoccercoach.com.